You are listening to Wealthy Muslim Woman Podcast, episode number 24 with Saima Ali, MD. Hello, 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 lovely ladies. I hope everybody is doing amazing, amazing. I cannot believe that we are already in December and it's almost 2020. Oh my God. Yesterday was our anniversary and we went to the city and uh, I was remembering the time when I was an undergrad at Hunter College and we used to walk around in the city. And then I realized that that has been over 10 years. I felt so old. And then we went to the Empire State Building and they had a historic section, a museum. And in one of the windows, they had the floppy disk, they had a CD, and they had a Blackberry. Blackberry was one of my phones. And again, it made me feel very, very ancient. But this is life, and we do grow up, alhamdulillah, and we move on and we learn and learn to live another best day, inshallah. So I cannot wait for the next year. And in this episode, I wanted to discuss a little bit about how to bring up the money discussion with your spouse. And I think that's a really, really important topic. And uh, inshallah, I'll definitely include that in my course that's coming up. And I'll have exercises and worksheets on that in the course. But it's a really important topic to discuss a little bit beforehand. I was reading some studies and it showed that financial discussions or financial disagreements can be can increase the likelihood of divorce by more than 30%. So more than other arguments alone. However, if you're having such a big argument on money-related uh, topics, then the chances are that everything is not great and perfect in other areas either. So my suggestion would be to try to figure out the major areas first. What are the disagreements about? What are the arguments about? And then leave the money talk to go over something over time slowly. And the first thing I want you to keep in mind is that you may have to agree to disagree. Not everybody's going to agree with how you think about money and what your values are about money and what your saving goals are for the future. And that's okay. That doesn't mean that the relationship is bad and that doesn't mean that the person is bad and that doesn't mean that, you know, things need to go downhill or get a divorce. You can agree to disagree on certain topics and you can be different. Like in our case, most of our financials are separate and we make our own decisions. But when even when we try to do it together, we do think differently. For example, last week we were at Home Depot and uh, I was really thirsty. So I wanted water and my husband's like, no, it's going to be too expensive here. We'll just, you know, pay here and then we'll go next door to 99 cent store or something to go buy water. But for me, I don't think like that. For me, for like little purchases, if I am thirsty, if I need to eat something, if I need to, you know, buy something that I like, I'll just go ahead and pay for it. I feel like you ha- you should concentrate on the big decisions. You should be paying yourself first, saving the money, 
and investing for yourself. But then on a day-to-day basis, I'm not as careful as I should be probably. But we're different with that. And then even when it comes to vacations, mostly I'm the planner. I like to I like to book. I like to book the flights, the hotels, because I know he's going to go crazy looking at the prices. So most of the time, I don't even share how much it is or what it's going to cost us. And I just do that because that's something that's really important to me to make these memories with my family. So I do that. And then when we're together, though, he likes to cover all costs when we're there. And again, he's like really careful with the money. So I can't go crazy ham just buying stuff because I know he probably won't like it. So I just respect that about him. And uh, I think it's important that he wants to save and he wants to save for our future. And that's important. And that's how he's brought up and raised. And that's it. I'll just leave it to that. (laughs) But another very important tip that I have is that schedule these talks. So do not be having arguments or discussions that can lead to arguments outside of the allowed time. So mostly what happens is that something is bothering you and you keep bringing it out through the day or you know on a daily basis and the other person becomes very defensive and they don't want to have that discussion at the moment or they don't want to talk about it and they're not getting your view and when you keep bringing it up over and over again they start getting annoyed and becoming defensive and their reaction may be something that you do not like they may get angry they may shout and that's something that we want to avoid for all the serious discussions anything that causes arguments i would say set a scheduled time one hour every week or one hour every month based on what your situation is and how often you may need it. And uh, tell each other that this is the time when we're going to discuss all the things that are bothering us. And then outside of this time, we are going to enjoy each other's company and we are going to love each other and be there for each other. And uh, we are not going to try to bring out the bothersome topics at other times. So write them down through uh, throughout the day. Keep a journal, you know, everything that's bothering you about them. You can jot it down and then, oh, but only bring it out when you have that meeting. So that really helped us a lot. Usually we were just getting annoyed and just saying things when things were happening. And that would just create a mess for the whole day. You know, you're both not in a good mood after that and If that continues on a daily basis, it can really take an emotional toll on you. So biggest tip is set aside a time to talk to each other and try to not to bring up those discussions outside of that time. And then another suggestion is to start slowly. Don't go to, well, we haven't saved this much or we need to save this much. Uh, Start slowly. Talk about money as normal thing that you have a relationship with that is very important however don't let it be the cause of the misery for you or for your partner and in the relationship as a whole and then talk to them about their money beliefs you know we discussed what money beliefs are and how we learn to manage and uh, deal with our money earlier on and it's the same thing with them they may have learned 
very different things about money than you did. How did their parents handle money? Did their parents share finances with each other? Or did their dad handle everything? Or did their mom handle everything? And what did they spend their money on when they were going outside? Did they go to restaurants to eat? We never went to a restaurant to eat with my family. That was just not something that we do, at least not in the United States. When we go back home, we do go to restaurants. But in the United States, we've never been to a restaurant as a family. That was just not something that you do. We did order food from a restaurant, but we uh, that would be delivered home or pick up, but we never went out to eat. So that was that's something important to consider. And were there money fights between the parents when they were growing up? And what did they learn about money? Did they learn that money is something that is hard to get? And because of that, they have this mindset where they can, now that they have money, they are just spending it all or vice versa. They learned that money is hard to get. And now they are budgeting extra and saving extra and not enjoying life day to day with the joy that money can buy, including time and entertainment and vacations and other things. So it can go both ways. You can be an extreme saver or you can be an extreme spender. So you really have to learn where they are coming from and try to understand them and not impose your experience and your thoughts on them. So, so far, we are going to learn to agree to disagree. They may not share all your thoughts and all your opinions about money. We are going to schedule time either on a weekly basis or a monthly basis to discuss money and other serious issues. And we are trying, we are going to try to not to bring those up the rest of the week or rest of the time and instead enjoy that time as a husband and wife and as a family with kids. And then we are going to try to understand their thoughts about money. What did they learn? Why are they this way? You know, what did they learn growing up about money? And then the next step is for you to come prepared. You need to admit your own mistakes with money. We are not all perfect. And uh, you probably have made some really bad mistakes growing up or in the previous years, as we all do. I have many, many to list. And I'll probably do a whole podcast on them because there are so many, many mistakes I've made. So admit your own mistakes. What did you do wrong? And how could you have saved that money? And or how could you have spent that money differently and where it might have been? Now, I don't want you to go into regret. This happened. Everything happens because it happens. That's how your life is supposed to be. You were supposed to learn these lessons the way you did. So no regret about it, but admit it and learn to move on with it after you know what your mistakes were and how you want to do things differently next and then show them bring do your own budget you know start managing your money or the money you have yourself make a plan see where you're going to spend your money on a monthly basis and how you would like to invest it and show them by an example 
and they may be inspired to follow what you are doing. And again, my husband and I think very differently about how we save money or how we spend money. He is the type who will keep money as cash sitting in an account that does not earn any interest or anything, but it's just like sitting in a cash. And uh, he's made some choices where he'll go and buy the Bitcoin at really, really high. And uh, we're just different that way. And he thinks I am risking all the money by investing in the stock market. And he does not trust the stock market at all. He thinks it could you know, crash any time, which technically he could. Um, but he doesn't believe in the stock market. He likes investing his money with real estate once he has accumulated. And we just think differently based on that and we've accepted to just let each other be with our money that we are earning on our own and spending it how we like and then don't just start off by talking about numbers start off by talking about your goals why do you want to save why is saving important to you what do you want to do with that money when you have it when do you want to retire do you want to stay at home more with your kids and free up your time and work less? Do you want to go on a vacation? You know, how often do you want to go on vacations? What kind of car do you want to buy? What kind of house do you want to buy? What exactly are your goals on a day-to-day basis or with money as you are growing old? And especially for your kids, do you want to help your kids pay for their education? And people can have different views on that. People can say, you know, I had to take student loans and I know what that pain is like and I want to save my kids from that. So I am going to save up as much as I can so I can help them pay for their education. But on the flip side, there are some people who will say that they had to go get loans and they had to work hard and that taught them some important lessons in life about how to manage their money and they want their kids to learn that as well. So they are not going to help their kids with the higher education when the time comes and they'll have to learn to manage it on their own. And I want to tell you that there's nothing wrong with either perspective. You can want to help your kids and that is wonderful. And you may not want to help your kids with education expenses and that's fine too. It's not the end of the world. Your kids have their own journey in this life and they will live their life the way they are supposed to. Yes, we try to model to them by our with our behavior and other things and try to help them as much as we can but at the end of the day at the end of the day this is their life and this is their journey and they will figure things out just like you did so do not overstress about that and again do not make money the center of the attention the most important thing that you have is each other and each other's company and playing the role of a parent to your kids that is way more important than what money will bring money does money is important i'm not gonna lie money does bring you peace money puts a roof over your head money is able to provide you with food so all those things are very important 
but more important than that is your relationship with each other and with your kids and with your family. So always speak to each other as a human being. That's another person you're speaking to who was brought up in a very different environment than you and who has developed a very different mindset than you. And that does not make them a horrible person. But you want to work as a team to get to certain goals as a partner, as a couple. So look at it as a relationship that you want to develop, not just with your money. So that's a relationship by itself that you have to learn to develop with money. And then you have to learn to develop a relationship with your spouse. And then you have to learn to develop a relationship with your spouse and with money and with your future goals and with saving and with everything else. So it's um, it can be very complicated. It's not as easy yet as just sounds that I'm... We are going to share our goals and then we're going to just start saving and things are just going to happen. It can get complicated and that's okay. And again, if you are having money arguments, you are not the only one. There are many studies showing that finances, money is the number one thing that couples fight about. And it is one of the top cause of leading to divorce and The goals are to try to find common grounds that we could work on and make this marriage work as a partnership, keeping our financial goals in a line and in perspective and uh, treating each other as our partners and as somebody that we love instead of letting other things take the best of us. I was thinking of recording this podcast after my Gottman uh, weekend uh, workshop this weekend, but I just had to get caught up because of the vacation and a couple of other things that I have scheduled for December, so I'm a little bit behind on the podcast, so I decided to record this early, but again, I will probably have a separate podcast on the Gottman workshop and what we learned and how we we are going to learn to implement that in our life and also we'll go much in depth about all this in the course and with worksheets and everything that we can find so this is not the last of it but I really wanted to drop a couple of things before as the time is going and I wanted this podcast to come next week which is probably the second um, second week of uh, December so December 13th inshallah All right, inshallah, until next time, bye.